Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Deb. Um, and as you know, we have a wonderful guest with us this morning, the wonderful, iconic actress, Donna Mills. Donna Mills is perhaps best known for her portrayal of the beautiful, scheming, manipulative businesswoman, Abby Fairgate. Cunningham Ewing Sumner on the long-running primetime drama series Not Landing, which ran for 14 seasons on CBS. She began her acting career in soap operas in New York and quickly worked her way up to doing guest-starring roles on countless television series, including Cold Case, Nip Tuck, and Melrose Place. Her feature films include The Incident, Murphy Smart, The Surf, Play Misty for Me, Joy, Life Gets in the Way, and the recently completed the indie feature, Best Mom. She starred in over 50 movies for television, including six movies she produced with her own production company, Bonaparte Productions, including Runaway Father, My Name is Kate, The World's Oldest Living Bridesmaid, Dangerous Intentions, An Element of Truth, Intimate Encounters. She also starred in several big TV miniseries, including Bear Essence, Remember, False Arrest, Alice in Wonderland, and Hanging by a Thread. Recently, she won an Emmy for her portrayal of Madeline Reeves on General Hospital. She did a reality TV series, Queens of Drama, a limited series, Hilton Head Island, and an independent feature film, Best Mom. Donna is currently starring in the Pulitzer Prize-winning play, Driving Miss Daisy, at the Colony Theater in Burbank, California, through December 10th. For tickets, call 866-811-4111. Or online at colonytheater.org. Let's welcome to the airwaves this wonderful lady, Donna Mills. Hi, Donna. Good morning, Deb. How are you? Hello? How are you? Yes. I'm good. Oh, you went away there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> now you're back. <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm good, except for, you know, smelling smoke here in L.A., Oh, that's horrible. I know. We're yeah. having a lot of fires, guys, uh, yeah. like four or five really bad fires here. So yeah. hopefully everybody's safe. I hope so. Absolutely. Now, Donna, your acting career started in New York with daytime dramas. How did how did that, in, that transpire? Well, uh, actually, it, it started in Chicago, where I'm from, oh. and, and I started as a dancer. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I I was a dancer, a serious dancer, you know, I mean, a ballet and on point and, you know, all that. And uh, and then I I started, you know, there were there were no dancing jobs. So there was a play to to um, audition for and I went and auditioned for it and um, I got it. <laughs> and oh, so wow. uh, then I started doing plays in Chicago. And then when I went to New York, um, you know, I started auditioning for dance things, uh, you know, acting things, whatever I could get, and uh, I, I got a soap opera, and that oh kind gosh. of put me in that direction as opposed to the dance direction. Wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was, and I and I still love dance, um, but I I think I'm glad I took the path that I took. <laughs> I I think we all are definitely. 
Um, what what was the one thing you learned at the start of your career that you have been able to apply throughout your career? Well, probably what I learned through dance, and that, that's a discipline. You know, a oh. real strict discipline of of how you treat your body, how you you know look at your health and your well being and everything to keep yourself ready to to take on whatever opportunities come to you. So I would say discipline is the, is the biggest um, biggest good thing that I, that I learned. That's great. That's great. You were in the feature film Play Misty for Me with yeah. Clint Eastwood, right? Yep. Yep. What was that experience like early in your career like that? Well, it was amazing. I, I was doing a soap opera in New York. I was doing Love is a Many Splendid Thing. And as part of my deal there, they would send me out here to California to do um, nighttime guest shots. Wow. And I came out to do a guest shot on Burt Reynolds' show, um, Dan August. And, uh, and then I went back to New York, and a few weeks later I got a call saying, you got this movie with Clint Eastwood. And I went, what? <laughs> How did I do that? I never met him. I never auditioned for it. I said, well, he ran into Clint in a bar one night and said, I'm looking for a girl for this movie, and I haven't been able to find anybody I like. And Bert said, well, I just worked with this girl from New York. Maybe you'd like her. Showed him the dailies. And he hired me right from that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. Is that wild? That is wild. That's, I mean, that must have been like, I don't know. That must have been auspicious in, in, in like, your early career oh, working yeah. with somebody like that and, oh, yeah. and, and him wanting you just from your dailies. I, I mean. Know. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I came out here, I came to L.A. and did wardrobe and stuff over the weekend and, and went up to Carmel. That was the other thing. Of all the locations in the entire world you could have your first movie, it would be Carmel, one of the most beautiful places in the world. Um, and then, you know, met him, and I had never met him, you know, and he was amazing. I, I mean, he's just, you know, well, you know, he's handsome and, and charismatic and and he was a wonderful director to boot. Oh. So it was it was very, very a very, very lucky stroke for me. Now was he directing then too? Because I know now that's what he does and I didn't know he was doing directing back then. Yeah, that was the first movie he ever directed. Oh Play Misty for me was the first movie that he ever directed and you knew that he was going to be a major director. He knew exactly what he wanted. He knew exactly how to do it. He brought the movie in under budget and under time, which oh, wow. for a first-time director is like unheard of. Yes. Um, but he just he had a he had a, a passion for it. You know, he just knew, um, and you know, he's been proved, of course, to be you know a really really fine director over and over again. So. Yeah, I was I was honored to be in the first movie that he ever directed. Absolutely. Now, have you have you run into him since? Oh, sure. You know, we yeah. run into each other here and there, and you know, there there've been things where he's been honored that I I've been at and and stuff like that. So, um, you know, uh, and he's just as lovely as as always. You know, he's wow. just a very down to earth guy. 
That's great. That's great. Okay, we we can't go any further except for to talk about Knott's Landing. I mean, Knott's Landing was groundbreaking. I mean, it was a groundbreaking nighttime drama that ran 14 seasons. Can you imagine now having a a a show run 14 seasons is unheard of now. Yeah. It is. I, I think one of the reasons is because there's so many different things, you know, and different platforms and different ways to watch and everything. Back then, it was, you know, Thursday night at 9 or 10 o'clock, that's where you were. That's what you did. And and people made an event out of it. You know, they'd have friends right. over and it'd be, you know, a, a big social thing. And I, I, I kind of miss that kind of thing. I think people do, too. Yes. You know, looking forward to it, you know, you, you couldn't wait until next week when you could see what, you know, Abby was going to do. And um, I think that was that was a lot of lot of fun. And it, it sure was fun for us to do it. Oh, absolutely. And, and not to mention that the show dealt with so many so many societal issues as well as problems. Yeah. Absolutely. And brought a lot of things to the forefront. Well, you know, I think kind of it didn't get the due claim that it should have at the time because mm-hmm. it got lumped in with the dynasties, Dallases, which were more mm, soap opera-y, you know, kind of things. Not really did deal with real stuff, real family problems, real personal problems. Uh, you know, they had the they had the you know the glamour side of it too but the other side of it was was real life and um i don't think there's been another show that dealt with things like that until this is us yeah that's true you know and that's very true you know i i maybe flatter myself to to say that our show was was kind of like this is us because i think this is us is extraordinary um, but I think for that era, it was that kind of show. Absolutely. Absolutely. What is the one thing that stands out about that, sh- about Knots to you, looking back on the show, that just, like, takes a hold of you and says, that's it? Well, I, you know, it, it was always the writing for, for me. The way they wrote... The characters, the characters were always true. The actors had a lot of say-so in the characters. Oh. Because when a good actor creates a character and plays it over a long period of time, they know the inner workings mm-hmm. of that character. So they were very, all the actors were very helpful to the producers and writers, and we all worked as a unit, as a team. And that's really a wonderful way to be able to work and to, and to bring to the, the viewing public a rich, deep, well-formed character and, and storyline. Right. And I think that that is why the longevity of Knott's Landing was as long as it was, is because you had the unison of the, the actors and the producers and directors working together and and the actors had input now you know that's unheard of now usually it's like the actor does what the actor does and the producers do what the producers do yeah so you had a very unique situation 
and it and it worked really well. Yeah, we did. We really did, and and it's mostly due to David Jacobs, who's the creator of the yeah. show and the, the head writer. Um, you know, he he's a really good writer. He's a really collaborative person, and you know, it was really, it was really nice to be able to work that way. I'm I'm very lucky to have had, you know, all that time that I had on Knots to to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, Abby was such an amazing character. She was one of my favorites. I mean, I, I, I would just tune in to see what, what, what's Abby doing now? <laughs> um, and you did such an amazing and, and outstanding job of bringing her to life. What was it that you loved most about her? Yeah, I loved the fact that she wasn't afraid. She wasn't afraid um, of anything, you know? Yeah. And she won. And I think that's what women, for the most part, liked about her, that, that she right. wasn't going to let anybody push her around, first of all. <laughs> and I, I, one of my favorite lines of, of the whole show is where Howard Duff calls me Cookie. Oh, and, yeah. And at the end of the scene, I just turn around to him and I say, and don't call me Cookie. Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love, I love that line. But that's the way she was. You know, nobody was going to mess with her, and no. yet she had a heart. She wasn't a caricature. She didn't didn't have that side of her. She had the side of of mother, of motherhood. She loved her children, and she took care of her children, and and she had emotions. But the way they wrote her, I thought was brilliant because. You never saw her in front of other people be vulnerable, but no. alone, alone, alone in a room, alone in her own house, in her own bedroom, you would see her cry or be upset or whatever. And I thought that was brilliant of the writers that Absolutely. that nobody else got to see her that way. No, no. What? Okay, so speaking of that, what was your favorite storyline to play and why? <sighs> Boy, there were so many that I really I know. loved, you know, but um, probably, you know, depth-wise and everything else, it was when my daughter had a drug problem. Oh, yes. Yeah, and I broke down the bathroom door with a hatchet. Yes. <laughs> And went in there and got her, and then, then you know, wouldn't let her out of the house. Right. And you stayed with her twenty four seven. You wouldn't let her out of your sight. Yep. And and I I can't tell you the number of letters that I got from people saying that was the best advice you could have given. You know, I you know I'm have the same problem and I'm dealing with it. And you know, I mean, I'm. It's really always you know, gratifying to, to find that, that your work has some impact on people that way. Right. No, I, I can imagine. Now, you went on to star in over, you know, 50 movies for television, including you did six of your own yeah. that you produced with your own production company. Mm-hmm. Yep. What were the biggest challenges you faced wearing multiple hats for, for those movies? Well, at that time, you know, they, they, were, they were all for the networks. They were television right. movies. So uh, thank God you didn't have to go out and raise the money. You just went right. and you sold it, then the network paid for it. So that was good. But, 
I, I, the amount of reading and uh, you know reading scripts and books and everything else that you had to do to find material was always the hardest thing for me. Um, you know, and then once you'd find some material, um, getting the right writer on it, getting, you know, the network on it, and then the, the networks would give you notes and <laughs> to go back and oh rewrite it. Oh, my so, it, it was a, I loved producing once we sold it and scheduled it, and then we were into, you know, picking the director and the actors and the the crew and everything else. That, I thought, was really fun. The part leading up to it was hard <laughs> and challenging. Yes, yes, I can, I can imagine. So, so did you enjoy? Would you, uh, would you do the behind the camera work again? I mean, would you like to do that on a regular basis? I would. I would. I I liked it. You know, um, I have. Uh, it, it's it's kind of all consuming. You know, it's it's just it takes <laughs> up all your time and all your energy. But you know, if if you're turning out a good product, it's it's worth it. And yeah, um, yeah I wouldn't mind doing it again. The, the problem is at this stage, there's you know, CBS doesn't do movies for television anymore. No. I mean, they used to do 60 a year. Now they do maybe one or two. Um, the Hallmark Channel still does a lot, but they have kind of their own development thing. Um, right. So there's not really a place to do it. I wouldn't want to go out and try and raise money for a movie. That I wouldn't want to do. Right. Yeah. Well, Lifetime, there's Lifetime. Lifetime well, that's does true. That's true. Lifetime does some. Yeah. And they, they do a really good job, too. They do some really nice stuff. So, right. Um, you know, if I, if I had a piece of material that I really believed in and really liked, I, I, would, I would, you know, go back into that mode and try and get it made. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Okay, so not only, you, you know, you, you wear different hats, but you, not only did you return to daytime where your career started, but you proceeded to win a daytime Emmy for your role of Madeline Reeves on General Hospital. I know. No one was more surprised than me. <laughs> Believe me. I was like, what? Well, they, they had wanted me, you know, usually when you are nominated for an Emmy, you nominate yourself. I mean, you send in a thing and saying, right. I want to be nominated. And they said, you know, the the producer said to me, nominate yourself. I said, oh, no, 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 I don't want to, no. Uh-uh. And so I didn't. And so then when the nominations came out, I was like, oh, how did that happen? Well, <laughs> they, they nominated me. <laughs> so I was very surprised and, you know, very humbled. It was, it was lovely of them to do it. And then to win it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, but, but, I mean, honestly, Donna, you are so good at what you do. I mean, you just, you take your roles and you make them, you know, you play the hell out of them. Oh, and you. you just, you know, I, I wasn't surprised at all. Oh, but, thank you. <laughs> um, but anyway, since daytime, has gone through so much. I mean, yeah. you know that it has gone through so much. What kinds of changes did you notice when you returned this time? I mean, oh what? Yeah. What yeah. was the biggest thing? So different. They they shoot 
so many more pages a day now than they used to. I mean, right. you know, when I did, like, Love is a Many Splendid Thing in New York, um, we'd go in the day before, have a read-through, set it on its feet in the rehearsal hall, then go back the next morning, going, you know, into the studio, onto the sets, rehearse some more, get with the cameras. So you had like a day and a half to rehearse a show that you were going to do. Now you have no rehearsal. (laughs) You go and you block it. It takes maybe five minutes. Um, Then you go and you get ready to do it. And if you can find your castmates to, to run the lines, you're lucky. And then you wait for them to call you when you go up and you shoot it. Jeez. That's it. Well, you run through it once for the cameras, but but that takes three minutes. And then you uh, shoot it. So they're doing like 150 pages a day. Wow. It's nuts. Um, yeah. So it, it, I... I I give those actors and those producers and everybody a tremendous amount of credit for the the quality of the work that they put on the air in such a short time. Yeah. And you know, it's all monetary. It's all you know how much money they they're given and and stuff like that. So, you know, it's not their fault. They'd have much more rehearsal if they could, but they can't. Um, and I and I just think they do a tremendous job. It's really really hard. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like it uh the the product suffers because it is so quick or do you think that it adjusts to it? It it does adjust to it. It does, and those actors, you know, know how to do it that way. If they had more time for rehearsal, would it be better? Probably. Okay. Probably. You know, but yeah. You know, it, it is what it is. So, you know, they certainly, you know, put out a good product for for the time they have. So, I kudos to them. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so tell us about the play Driving Miss Daisy and what drew you to the role. <laughs> well, it was really funny. They called me up and they said, "You wouldn't want to do Driving Miss Daisy, would you?" <laughs> And I went, uh, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> and so I said, let me think about it. And I, and I went and I looked at the movie, and I went out and talked to the people at the theater and stuff like that. And I went, you know, yeah, yeah, I would like to do it. I'd like to, I wanted to do it uh, not, you know, not for my career or, you know, anything like that, but just to see if I could. Oh, you know, wow. at this point, I haven't been on the stage in probably 20 years. Wow. Um, and I thought, I'm an actress, you know. I, I want to see if I can create this character. Uh, I hadn't had a chance to create a real full-blown character in a long time. So um, I said yes. And it's been a real journey and I'm really now loving it. I was scared to death at first. Were you? Oh yeah. Yes. Of course. Um you know, I there's no take two. No, that's true. It's all live. 
Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it took a it took some courage, I have to say. And but I I powered through it and I and I'm really glad now. And we Knockwood luckily got fabulous reviews. Yes. And um people seem to be really loving it. So that is so gratifying to to come out after the the show and see people say, "Oh, I cried. I you know, I was so touched and I, you know, it's really really nice and I'm really glad that I did it." Oh, fantastic. I am going to see you on Sunday. I am oh, coming. Oh, fabulous. To the show. That's the last day. Yes, yes, yes. I can't, I can't wait. Oh, great. Um, now, also, um, now, since there's been so many revivals of Dallas, Dallas has had one now, mm-hmm. Dynasty has had one now, mm-hmm. you think Knott's Landing is coming next? Who knows? I mean, you know, people have been asking that for years. I you know. know. When, and honest to God, right now, in Britain and Sweden, they're running knots again. Are they really? Yeah, every day. There were two ladies from Sweden at the show the other night oh. at, at Daisy. They 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 had come in. They they were had a trip planned to L.A. anyway, but they saw I was doing the play, and they came to see it. And they were huge fans, and they were so excited, and so. But they said, "Yes, it's running in Sweden now every day." Oh my God! So it's like it it it's. It has a lasting quality, and and I, I you know I would love to, I would love to see where those characters are today. Absolutely. Now, would you do it if 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 somebody were to say to you, Donna, we're doing a revival. Would you come back like like they did with um, with Dallas? Uh, Patrick Duffy was there. Larry Hagman until he passed away. Right. Um. You know. Would you do that? Would you yeah. come back and and be a part of it? Sure, of course. Yeah, I mean that's that's my favorite role of all time. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, and, unless they you know had her as a bag lady and you know <laughs> homeless somewhere, I I don't think I would like that. I wouldn't like to see Abby end up like that. But yes, yeah, I would. It would really really be interesting to do. And, and you know, I wish I had some some insight into what they're thinking about it, but I don't. Nobody does. It's owned by Warner Brothers now, and um, I don't know oh. what they're thinking. So Interesting. Yeah, and and it, it's strange, too, because like on, on Dynasty, they didn't cast any of the original cast. No. And, and they no, cast they it didn't. all different and weird. I thought, why do they even use the name? It's like a yeah. totally different show. Completely, I I tuned into that to see what it was like, and I was like, "What? Sammy Joe is a guy? <laughs> like what? Yeah, I I, I know. I, I I don't know why they did it that way. I just can't even imagine. But, mm-hmm. No. But if they um, oh, go ahead. I'm go sorry. Ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was just gonna say if 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 they revived knots, I'd be there in a second. Oh, that's great news. So now, so fans, you all have to write, you know, whoever, you know, just get get the get the, you know, ball rolling on getting a not landing re- revival going yep. and we'll get it made. Yeah. Good. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, what projects are you working on that you can share with us? Do you have any projects that you can share with us? Um, hmm. Well, I have something that I can't share with you. So, <laughs> um, of course. Yeah, no, it's known a little bit. There's, and I can't say what it is or anything, but it involves Joan and Michelle and I. <gasps> oh, that's fantastic! I thought I saw something on. Uh, the news feed about that, and I was thinking, oh, they're bringing that Wendy back. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's not it's not knots, but it's but it it involves the three of us. So oh, that's fantastic! Oh my God, you couldn't get a better cast than that. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say any more about it than that, and it is it's not um you know it's not in stone yet. So we'll see oh, what happens. That's fantastic. Well, thank you. so 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 much for spending this time with us and My pleasure. Um, and it was wonderful talking to you and going through your whole career you've been you're an amazing actress so thank you anyway you're welcome and i will see you on sunday great wait for me you know, afterwards and i'll i'll come out you know about 10 minutes after okay absolutely absolutely okay. i will great um thank you everyone uh thank you donna mills um, thank you and uh have a great day donna you too okay bye bye this will conclude the um show for today uh everybody make sure you uh, if you can Go see Driving Miss Daisy at the, if you're in L.A., go see Driving Miss Daisy at the Colony Theater in Burbank. She will be there until December 10th. Again, this is Deborah signing off. Have a great day. <laughs>